If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Okay, it's summertime, and the best part about summer is that watermelon is in season, and you're with your partner, it's your first summer together, so it's your first watermelon together, and he's like, hey babe, I'll chop that up for you. So he goes to chop it up, and you notice that the his style is to turn it into a cube, and to do that, he cuts off huge chunks of the delicious red part to get the, get the crust off. So he's wasting so much watermelon. But you say, that's a weird thing to come at someone for, so I'm not going to say anything. And then you just become the watermelon cutter in the relationship. Just subtly, just don't let him cut the watermelon because he wastes a pound of watermelon every time. And then years go by. You're very, very happy about most things, except for this watermelon thing. And then you have kids. And the kid, your kid is 10 years old. He's a little wunderkind in the kitchen. And your husband's like, oh, I'll teach you how to do a watermelon. And you say, no, you shall not pass this down to our children. Are you being a jerk? Is this cool? Let's talk about it. This is Same Day Shipping, the show where we geek out about real love and fake relationships. I'm Colin. I'm Kelly. I'm Ryan. I'm Patrick. Ooh, oh, this hits me so close to home. <laughs> Which one are you? Which one are you? I'm the I am the one who knows how to do the thing right. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Same. Uh, yeah, same. exactly, Patrick. Same. This is something I'm working on. Okay. No, same. Well, because also like when in the moment, right, you're like seeing them do this and you're like, okay, if I tell them you're cutting you're you're being <laughs> so wasteful yeah then i seem 
like a bitch. You seem so, like a total fucking micromanaging asshole, which let's so be I'll honest, that's who we are. That is the truth. Yeah. The truth <laughs> is you are a micromanaged asshole, but you, it's hard, especially because like, and watermelon, because I was chopping one this morning, that's where I thought of this. But like watermelon <laughs> is not that expensive. So like the waste part, like you're wasting something tasty. It's the principle. But it's a it's 100% principle. It's like, because, you know, a huge watermelon's like six bucks or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. you're, even though they're wasting a lot of watermelon, it's not like they're, you know, they're not throwing $20 in the trash. But it is wasteful and it'll make your trash heavier and stinkier. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> and no, it's not I know the right you, way to no, do it's, it. It's, it's the, it seriously is the principle of it. Like, it also mm-hmm. just, and I know this is a huge jump, uh-huh. but I'm going to tell you it, this is why it's hard to be in a relationship with me. Okay. So there's a series of jumps happen in my head too when I see a person chop a watermelon like this. Yep. One, your parents were not strict enough with you. <laughs> Two, it's when when dinner like you were not taught to just eat whatever was on your plate to be polite at someone's house. Like your parents oh. cooked you like special your own private meal. Mm. Yeah, and that means that like you are entitled. You are an entitled person. And like an entitled person, I can't be in that relationship. We have to break up because you <gasps> cut a watermelon like that. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm a little confused about just the the cubing of the watermelon. He's making one big cube. That's one. I'm, there's multiple styles of watermelon cutting. Yeah. Right. There's different ways you can do it. Okay. One strategy is to get flat sides so that you can cube most easily. And then you're also going to have uniform cubes, which I think goes to what Kelly is saying in terms of oh. somebody who is being wasteful in order. Like, so then they're the, like, sorry, are they like little bite-sized cubes you're talking about? Yeah, you could make bite-sized. That's, it's just that's one style. It is the most, there's ways to even do that, even to do that, to get the rind off that aren't that wasteful. But the thing I was describing is just a very wasteful way to make sure that you have little cubes. Like he's like, just throwing away the the like, D-shaped pieces. Yeah. Whereas and d- some people like to eat it on the rind. I personally prefer to, like right now in my fridge is mostly on the, it's all cute, not all, half of it, whatever. But it's cubed because that's how I like to eat it versus like eating it off the rind. But that means I take time and energy to make sure that I'm cutting the rind out. Right. Not mm-hmm. just chopping the sides off of a watermelon and throwing a bunch of good sweet stuff in the trash yeah so okay for, for this then you see him do the cube technique um and you never you never say anything because you're like i don't want to i don't want to jump on him about this because who really cares about this but then it starts to eat away at you i think it's like you you've kind of resigned yourself that like when you bring home a watermelon you're just gonna <laughs> cut it you're just gonna prep it yourself it's just like yeah. a thing you just like subtly take control away from him on it for 10 years <laughs> and it just doesn't come up because you didn't make i'm sure other things came up because right. clearly there's a per, like like kelly called there's a personality there's an it there's a conflict here mm-hmm. you're different but the watermelon you different never doesn't anything. mean conflict though necessarily no um, but you're you're different in a way that's like not gonna exist together well i also can i just add what probably also happens here yes okay this is another situation. You've just taken out the trash. Mm-hmm. And that watermelon has been sitting for a while. Mm-hmm. Right? So he had an opportunity to cut up this watermelon in his very wasteful way yep. and put the rinds 
on an already full trash and then take it out, but he doesn't do that. So what happens is you take out the trash. It's a fresh bag, oh. and he puts that fucking juicy fucking watermelon oh. shit in the bottom of the trash. So that way it just gets piled on and piled on and piled on and then get like hot. The trash gets hot. Oh, yeah, it does. And he doesn't think to take out that like he's not like, oh, like the trash just keeps getting hot and grosser and grosser and super stinky. And you're just like in your mind, you're like, okay, I'm just like not going to say anything. I'll see if he knows a the reason why it smells so bad because he's been wasteful and he threw like just actual hot fruit Mm -hmm. in the trash. (laughs) So I'm not going to say anything. And B, we're going to see if he decides to take it out. The trash is a is a tower. The trash is a tower. He's not going to take it out. And then so you have to lug it out. And then he doesn't even notice. He doesn't even notice that you do it. And then you put out a new thing. And he's like marinating chicken. And then he like puts <laughs> the fucking bag of chicken juice in the bottom of the fresh trash again. And then you're just like, what this? I just, I just oh, took it and, out. And then, and then there's he starts a knock frying up some door. fish. Yes, he fries up fish. Okay. The door, there's a knock on the door. What is <laughs> happening at the door, Colin? You open the door. It is a UPS delivery person. <laughs> and they have an enormous box of Funko Pop. And- no! <laughs> oh, God. This is a literal nightmare. Um... <sighs> Yeah. I mean that that is truly alarming. The <laughs> I, <laughs> Patrick wasn't fully with us deal. until this part. Oh, no, the, the the garbage thing is 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 to, the I can understand the uh, the the watermelon thing if it's just like a, a fruit that for like whatever reason the dude never had to cut up before and was just like this is probably how this works and didn't ask and like you know he just didn't like, understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like um, me if, with a jackfruit. Oh yeah, I it's like everyone with a jackfruit. Those things are fucking insane. Or like an artichoke. Yeah. <laughs> well, but like Google it. But yes, I hear what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I used to have trouble figuring out how to not wastefully cut a pineapple. But guess what? I watched one video and now I can do it in seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, have you seen that thing where you just like peel the pieces of pineapple? I don't wow. even eat pineapple, oh, and fun. I wish I did. You like yeah, cut the work? top off. I don't know. Someone okay. Someone did it on TikTok, and then someone else said, "Does this work?" And did it? Does this work? TikTok, and it did. But maybe it's all tricks, right? We need but you to, essentially to, cut the work. head off, mm-hmm. and then you can use the little pokey parts. They're like little like, pull tabs as pull tabs. Yeah. And ah. eat oh, I think your pineapple has to be very ripe for that to work. Oh, that makes sense. So the way I do it is the classic. Like slice off the sides and then you line up where the holes are and then you cut the divots out like in a line Mm -hmm. so that it ends up looking like a spiral and then just chop, chop, chop and it's done. Which is very cool. But I will try that. Next time I have a very ripe pineapple, I will try the pull tab thing. That sounds cool. Yeah. And I feel like it would feel festive. Yeah. That'd be cute. It'd be fun. (sighs) That being said, this man is not doing that. He's not doing any. (laughs) This is the other thing. This man is not resourceful. And I really hate helpless people. I know you do. (laughs) So I will say I, I have a strategy for the the decade down the line. You have your little yeah. one. Um, so husband is doing his thing. Boom, boom, boom. Cut it into squares. Uh, chops it into little bite-sized cubes and stuff like that. And then you come in behind him and you're like, and also we take these leftover rinds and we cut them this way and you eat them off the rind first before you enjoy your cube. 
because that's how we not we don't waste. And then husband's like, what? And then you just gaslight his ass to be like, yeah, that's how we've always done watermelon <gasps> when we cut it cube-wise. And he's like, yeah. Oh, my God. It's almost worth marrying and having a kid with this person for the victory in that moment. Exactly. <laughs> you just trick him into eating the rest of the watermelon. It's like, yeah, you taught me this. Remember, like ten years ago, I don't. Cut yeah, it this you said way, you but... said you have to do it, otherwise it's really wasteful. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think? We just threw like a whole hot fruit into the fr- into the trash. <laughs> also, I've never associated watermelon with a hot temperature ever. In this, okay, no. in the summer, in the summer, it gets warm, and mm-hmm. well, yeah, in the I summer, think everything right gets warm. About trash watermelon. Now, mm-hmm. well, this is a Colin. composting situation. He should be composting that. Uh, well, you know, you gotta either, uh, this right. guy's not setting up home compost. This man yeah. is not composting. We need to set like actionable goals here. This if guy, you, can't, if you can't want a part, yeah, if you want apartment composting, like that's on you. Like clearly, mm-hmm. you know who you married. Mm-hmm. And I think with watermelon, because it's really just water and sugar, mm-hmm. I think it breaks down faster than like mm-hmm. a citrus. Mm-hmm. Like if you had like, yes. yeah, in a mm-hmm. citrus in the trash would not give the same like stench wetness and uh hotness mm-hmm. yeah it's truly like the wetness of the fruit dictates the hotness of the fruit in yeah. the trash because like you put an apricot in there you're fine oh my god dry dry fruit yep but like i feel like same situation with like a pineapple mm-hmm. or like any kind of melon really like a honeydew Ooh, yeah very oh. bad mm-hmm very bad. I mean, like, regardless of, like, here's the thing. If you got trash, you got to put it in the trash can. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel the same way. Like, when the trash stinks, you got to take it out of the house. Like, you got yep. to. Oh, yeah. You like, got just, to. Let's just, let's, like, I, because I admit I am, like, the, like, there is a right and wrong way to do things. And, like, if you mm-hmm. can put stinky things on top of a full trash can, sometimes you can't, like, try to if you can. But when the house stinks because of the trash, take the fucking trash outside. Take out the source of the tr- of the smell. Yeah. It's very easy. And then probably, maybe, clean your trash can. Yeah, no, you sure. got to. Oh, yeah. if, if it's so stinky, if you've had wet hot fruit in there, <laughs> you need to cl- just spray it with some, like, honestly, I would maybe even break out the bleach for this situation if mm-hmm. it was like a week and a half. Yeah, this oh. wet hot like an all all purpose Clorox spray, yeah. man. That's yeah. under yeah. your Just sink. Spray it's, it down. it's fucking five feet from your trash can anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And don't save that for a special occasion. No, like, it's for really oh. You should be cleaning the garbage can regularly. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? And here's another thing. I know that this might be a little bit scary and kind of gross, but like you, you know, you might be like, "Oh my gosh, I don't have a space to clean out my trash can." Here's what you do: spray, 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 spray. Get it drenched in this Clorox. Now. You might need to go into your bathroom, mm-hmm. fill that shit up, blast it hot water, and then dump it out. Now you might be thinking, oh, no, now I'm scared that, like, my tub is dirty. Guess what you can do? <gasps> you can clean your tub. Oh! Yeah, you your tub. It's, it, I mean, honestly, so so even if someone's like, but I don't have a place to clean my trash. You do. You do. It's called you a do. bathtub. Mm-hmm. You do. Even in a stand-up shower, you have room for your trash. You have room. For your trash. Yeah. Man, how are we going to get to this? This is tough. I don't well, even I mean, remember okay, what our fucking one, topic here's is. Here's the one thing. Like, okay, I get okay. it. Like, okay, the spray is good. Wait, hold on. But, but I, I do want to hear your transition. But might it be more fun to make Colin, who has forgotten what the topic is, try to transition us to yes. it? Yes. Of course. First, you save him, Ryan. But first, let's have Colin try. Oh, Lord. I love you guys. Okay. Um, 
you know what? Even if, let's say you don't want to clean your bathtub uh, mm-hmm. that week. All you got to do is use the spray and then dry it out with paper towel. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. That's Did perfect. I do paper. It? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I was doing the same direction. Good. I didn't know he knew what it was. I knew. Well, I knew it was one of two things. Because we're recording multiple today, yeah. (laughs) You did good. Paper ships! Paper ships. Because this is the week Paper Mario comes out. Yay! Paper Mario! Is this this a new uh, Switch uh, imagining of the Paper Mario? What's the steez? It is a new Switch game. I don't know if it's, uh, like, calling it a reimagining might not be right. Um, It is just, like, a, a sequel in the long-running Paper Mario franchise. Um, but it looks like it's going to be kind of uh, business as usual as far as Paper Mario is concerned. Okay. So it's just another Paper Mario game. Just another Paper Mario. Switch. Yeah. Very fun. Cool. And Paper Mario, so uh, this is the one where he like runs around and kind of builds his world and slides into cracks and like uses all the advantages of being made out of paper. Yes, that, and it's also like a, a turn-based RPG series. So oh. you know, in, instead of being like uh, action-based, like most Mario games are, where you're like running around and jumping on Goomba's heads, um, you're more like just telling Mario, you know, how how to attack. He's swinging a hammer a lot of times. Okay, um, and they're usually like cute and what? funny. All that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. He's made of paper, and he's swinging a hammer? Also made of paper. Oh. So a you useless said that. piece of paper? Yeah, he's, he's waving around. He should it. have scissors. But- <laughs> Does he fight against scissors? Uh, sometimes. So, like, there are real-world objects that uh, are, like, the boss characters in this game. Mm-hmm. So, like... They've shown off a couple of ones, like a roll of tape, like a roll of scotch tape that you fight. All right. <laughs> I'm into that's that. Cute. One tape. is a set of colored pencils. Okay. That's cute. That's cute. Is yeah. there ever a bone folder? Uh, I don't know. All right. A bone folder is still better Good than pitch. a paper hammer. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to mess anything up. And now, what about that? Uh, what dudes? about like some rubber cement? Mm. Boom. That'll oh, jack yeah. you up. Oh, but you can't Jack leave it out up. too long. It will t- it will dry. <laughs> you got to put it back in. I do like the the imagery of having like a rubber cement sword and the sheath is like the jar of rubber cement that you have to screw it back into. That's yeah. pretty good. Oh, that was so good. Guys, why are we better than Nintendo? <laughs> you have to rotate the stick to like unscrew the cap. Yeah, you do like a quick little wrist turn and whip it out. That's good. Yeah, Man, remember fun. how j- jacked up that stuff smelled? I yeah. love that smell. <laughs> <laughs> I was I liked rubber cement, but I was always a Mod Podge girl. Mm, I um, like Mod Podge, so I prefer that. Sm- that smell is more like reminds me of crafting and a mm. fills my heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but rubber cement can get you high. It can. That's, I was kind of scared of it when I was that's, a kid. That's like dare propaganda. Oh, is is that true? Can rubber cement not get you high? No, I mean, it can. I guess like any, you know, fume that cuts off oxygen to your brain. It can get you more high than Elmer's. Mm, okay. Elmer's does jack shit. I snuffed on that shit all day. <laughs> <laughs> I used to chop up glue sticks for breakfast. <laughs> Put them on my cornflakes. Man, oh do you remember God. the kids that would eat glue? Yeah. 
you remember the kids who would put it all over their hands and then let it dry and then peel I was it that off? kid. I was that kid. I was that kid. I like that move. I was that kid. Um, I, I only liked it if you get it off in one piece, then I respected you. But if you were pulling off little pieces. No, it had to be one piece and it'd be like a glove. Uh-huh. Uh, my friend Michael and I, I think in like first or second grade, had uh, hot glue competitions where we would put it on our fingers <gasps> and see who could like leave it on longer and react less. Wow. Yeah, that was a fun one. Did you like burn yourself to the point where you don't have nerves? Like, can you do cool stuff with fire? No. <laughs> I mean, I can do cool <laughs> stuff with fire, but I'm highly likely I will burn myself. I always, that's one of my favorite moves in like TV and movies when somebody like has a lighter or a, th- yep. or a candle and just like hovers their hand over it. Oh, yeah. Like they don't it means give they're a bad in the 80s. Yeah. It means yeah, you're bad yeah. in the 80s. Or, or you or have even, nerve damage. <laughs> or, or you're the vampire Lestat. Like that also. Mm. Oh, yeah. Did you, guys watch, uh, did you guys watch The Great? I think it's FX. No, right? but I want to see it. I, it's good. Yeah. But I heard there it's really is good. like the. The bad guy, like the tough bad guy holding his hand over a candle scene uh, definitely takes place in that one. Yeah. You got to do it. Cool. You got to do it, man. Let everybody know who's boss. God is and on then, my side. Yeah. And then you also have to take shots and then flip the tequila over and hit it hard on the counter and then cut to a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why isn't anyone clearing your table? That's what I, I don't know. It's, it's a lot. Do you you don't t- order a dozen. That would be fucking insane. Do you have to tell the server, like, no, 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 no. We're going to cut to... <laughs> We're going to cut back to the table later. <laughs> we have a time lapse coming, so... <laughs> Let's work together. <laughs> oh, man. Um. So I have a paper ship I would like to share. Give it to us. Um, but I need... So it's it's a journey that I want to go on, and I need your help at the end. Okay. okay. Uh, have you guys seen the Disney animated short Paper, Bo- or Paper Man? No. I don't oh, think so. No, I haven't. So it's a, it's a black and white cartoon, and it is um, a man who's like on his way to work, and he's got like this big stack of papers, and it's like windy on, on the train platform. Uh, and so like his papers are like kind of getting away from him. Um, and one of them uh, floats and uh, hits a woman like right in the face. Um, and uh, he like pulls it off, like sort of in a panic, um, like, oh, my God. Um, and uh, it turns out she like uh, is interested in him and like they flirt a little bit. But then they both like she goes on her train. He goes on her train, presumably never to see each other again. Uh, then he's like working at his boring job. Uh, with stacks of papers, just like processing them. It's unclear what he does, but it is definitely boring. Um, mm-hmm. And he he sees that she <laughs> works in the building like right across the street from him. And she's in some kind of meeting, right? So he starts folding paper airplanes from the, the papers at his desk and throwing them like across the street so he can try to like get her attention, right? And he's throwing just like uh, paper airplanes after paper airplanes after paper airplanes and they all fall short and... Um, and uh like you know he's trying to do this all day um i think it's fired it's unclear like there there's no dialogue in, in the short so like whatever actually happens is partially up to your imagination um but uh so like at the end of the workday um the woman like finds the piece of paper that like had originally flown into her face um because it has like a little uh, lipstick mark on it um ah. and it just sort of like gently glides to uh, a, a location 
Um, and so like that's how she gets to to this location. Whereas the paper man, who originally was throwing all of these paper airplanes trying to get her attention, he gets swarmed by this uh, barrage of paper airplanes that he threw out, and they basically push him to the same location. Um, and then they like meet and like have a a, a cute little date. It's a cool Aww. cartoon. Actually, I think I've seen it. Yeah. Now that you've mentioned it, I I remember seeing it. Um, and it is cute. It is it is cute. Um, but like you know, they they're definitely having like a, a meet cute moment. This is probably not a relationship that's going to last, right? So Ouch. like, um, the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I mean, why based not? on paper? It's based on paper. He's clearly very into littering, <laughs> <laughs> and he has no job. Oh, well, wow. loser! Right. So I, you know, they go on a couple dates. It doesn't work out. Um, why and- not? <laughs> it just doesn't. It just doesn't, Colin. <laughs> Colin, I gave you two reasons. I'm just, it seems like Patrick took us on this journey to make us ship these people. And, and then like, immediately I'm tell you about this romance story, this fable. Right. By the way, it doesn't work it out. It doesn't work out. <laughs> also, when you said he gets swarmed, I thought you were going to be like, by a bunch of bees. And, <laughs> and they make him his lead, make him his leader. <laughs> He becomes the bee king of New York. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he meets this little bee played by Jerry Seinfeld. So he has no job. He's just broken up. He moves right. back to his hometown, right? Okay. Uh, he's living with his mom and his dad. And so okay. he, look, this is the paper man. He's going to take up his old mantle as the paper boy from the 1980s video game. Wait, paper it's boy. the same guy? <laughs> I've decided... It's the same guy. Oh my gosh! Okay. Wait, does he time? Did he time jump? Uh, how? Is he a boy again? No. No, he's just like, you know how like when you're you go back to your childhood home and everyone starts calling you by your old nickname. Right. So he he basically it becomes uh what's that movie? Beautiful Girls. Doesn't he have yes. a paper route in Beautiful Girls? Or somebody <laughs> does. All I remember is the weird Natalie Portman stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it sticks out. But no, I, I'm I'm with you, Patrick. He he reclaims his childhood job as paperboy, right? And acts so he's riding his bike. He's throwing. Uh, and this is this is where I I need to have someone to pair him with as he is like paperboy in his hometown. And like, mm-hmm. is that an old like '80s arcade video game character? Is he dating Qbert? Hmm. What about I know like? That a, there's is there a like history a... of? He... Sorry, go ahead, Mogi. My bad. Uh, I just gonna say I don't. I'm just gonna put out there. I don't love a human Qbert love affair. Right. We're not. Okay, I know pixels. you say that, but I'm gonna push for Qbert. Okay. So here's what happens. <laughs> so so he's like you call me paperboy fine i'll be a p- damn paperboy he starts being paperboy around the neighborhood he's throwing and this is going to mirror his old relationship he's throwing newspapers throwing newspapers and cubert has just moved in down the street put on some lipstick puts on some lipstick on that tube of his he th- throws <laughs> the newspaper and it th- 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 through the air and then like a hot dog going into a fist, we'll say. <laughs> the old saying. Mm-hmm. 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 The, the roll of newspaper yeah. foom, goes up Hubert's tube. Mm-hmm. And the lipstick kind of circles <laughs> the newspaper. Oh, foom. wow. He spits it out. Yeah. 
and it I mean with such force that it lands back in paper boy slash man's hand and he's like oh wow this is just like I mean I only have the meat cute right I don't have yeah well, and else. it's somehow through the power of uh his like cube dexterity he's used the <laughs> lipstick stain to write his phone number on the paper and then shoots cube it dexterity. back <laughs> that's actually pretty good the phone number is pretty smooth move yeah <laughs> okay good I like it, it it's cubert then Paper, paper man, paper man becomes paper boy, and he dates Cubert, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work out. Oh Jesus! What? <laughs> oh my God, Patrick! So he has to move back to the city. Oh wow! <laughs> We're all destined to be alone. Uh, Colin, do you have a paper ship? I do. Um, I want to go back into um, Gilmore Girls territory. If that's if you guys will indulge me, we'll allow it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so the first part of my paper ship is uh, Paris Geller, right? She's, this is, and this is like college uh, days, Yale, Paris, where she's still like, you know, working really hard and gets stressed out and all that, but is starting to open up a little bit. She's starting to find herself. And, you know, honestly, her personality is, once she finds herself, she turns out to not be that great of a person. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just editorializing. And honestly, that's just what Yale does to you, apparently, Is based it? on that show. <laughs> yeah. Everyone becomes a worse person after going to Yale. <laughs> it's yeah. But she's she's like working really hard and she's up against a deadline. She's writing this paper and she's getting really stressed out and starting to like feel old Paris of days of yore coming back in, you know? Um and then all of a sudden, this little friendly voice like pops up. It's like, Be-doop. hey, Paris, I see that you're making a uh, bibliography. You know, I can what? help you with that if you want. Is this a paperclip? This is, this this is, is the MS Word. This is Clippy, the MS Word paperclip. Oh, Jesus. Come on. <laughs> okay, so what's wrong with that? So no. Clippy is helping her. Yes, because Our- he- here's the thing. Because Paris, like she initially, like no, don't like I don't accept help. I don't need help from a paperclip. Okay, and Clippy's like, hey, yeah, no worries. Just click on the little X down by my feet, uh, and I'll and I'll be gone. But then he comes up later, and she's like, Clippy. I told you, I don't need any help. And this goes on for a while. And eventually, like, her paper's due in, like, an hour. She's been up all night. And she's sitting there, and she's just like, Clippy, are you there? And Bidu, right there for her, without question. He's like, hey, yeah, whatever you need. Um, Do you want me to, like, auto-format some of this? I don't know. I even remember what Clippy was able to do. Uh, he but... would mostly just tell you how to cut a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. he would scream it at you in front of a 10-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, he swallowed it for 10 years. Okay, I I do like... I'm now seeing this as like a prototypical... Or a prototype... Per, I might be using that word incorrectly. Uh, it's like her. The yeah. movie Her. Mm, That's what I'm yeah. feeling mm. from this. Like, I think that Paris would 
be resistant at first and then allow herself to be vulnerable with Clippy in a way that she doesn't allow herself to be vulnerable with humans. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see Clippy being satisfied with just Paris or with Paris forever. Uh, so so I, it I would think this follow. might be like Patrick's story where it's like, it doesn't last forever. <laughs> Clippy well, is eventually she updates to a... <laughs> Well, and eventually Paris would update to a different operating system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. She switches over to wow. Mac. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but she keeps, oh, she keeps a little, uh, like a PC, like uh, one of those like Windows um, laptops in a drawer next to her working computer. And when she gets lonely, she opens it up and opens up Word and has like so- a really old, old system loaded on it so she can talk to her old friend Clippy. It kind of sounds like it's a secret it's like when someone has a secret iPad that they can like cheat on their wife with like cam girls on it. Yeah. <laughs> and she just asks for help with formatting. Yeah. <laughs> and just masturbates while he tells her how to do it. Oh, oh my he God. He tells her I how mean, to masturbate. But he, it's not enough for him. No. Mm-hmm. She's getting what she wants out of this. Yeah. What? But Clippy, I mean, so people. Uh, are very quick to talk shit on Clippy, right? People find him annoying. They cuss at him when he pops up trying to help and stuff like that. And I feel like just truly being seen for, like, a, a, mm. a helpful being who wants to, like, do a good job uh, and, like, Paris coming around to that, like, that that's going to give Clippy uh, some fulfillment, don't you think? Uh yeah, but I don't think Paris needs him in the way he needs to be needed. Because she is like, she was, wasn't she like valedictorian at Shield? She's very good and yeah. smart and self motivated. But and that's probably why. likes to figure shit out herself. She doesn't actually want you to poke in and say, Were you trying to do this? Because well, she's trying to do something else. But you know maybe what? Maybe she's happens? like, Clippy, I do need. Yeah, yeah. So she, like, you know how you said that everyone like curses at Clippy, but Clippy doesn't mind? So, like, usually, you know, with Paris, she's so, like, rude and abrasive that, like, people just are, like, okay, fine, I won't deal with you. Mm-hmm. But Clippy stays, mm-hmm. and she's, like, I've never had Aww. someone stay after I've been such a bitch. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, no, really. Yeah. All right. I think there's something there, guys. Maybe, you know, nothing lasts Look, it's forever, not going to last. But... <laughs> <laughs> nothing does. Nothing does. So. Um, uh, who else has got a paper ship? I do. I, okay, so I have some OTPs in the... I took Ooh. paper to newspaper immediately. Oh, so my God. I, and I have some, like, OTPs in the newspaper world. Two, uh, one of them is uh, Hildy mm. uh, and Walter from His Girl Friday. Mm-hmm. Snaps, and then, girl. Which I think I've talked about before. Yeah. And then another is Lois and Superman. Oh, yes. Or really, Lois and Clark, but... Superman kind of comes with the deal. So like those, but I was thinking, I've talked about those a lot. What are some people that need ships that work at a newspaper? So I thought of one immediately because I was thinking about Lois and Clark and how much I love them. And I thought about Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. he is a good photographer. He works hard. He has no powers, but he's like, he's in the mix. Okay. And then I was like, (laughs) so I wanted him to be with somebody who was like in his field but could like respect what he does on his own 
And maybe again, I'm trying to map it to Lois and Clark because I like that so much. But I think what it is is he is nominated for a Pulitzer. Whoa! Oh wow! Whoa, Huge. Yeah, and he goes to uh, there's a ceremony. I don't know if there's really a ceremony for Pulitzers, but there is in this world. Uh-huh. And the ceremony is actually uh, it's not in uh, Metropolis. It's in New York I love City. Where this is going? <laughs> and he's really excited but he sees the he sees this competition and like there's some really beautiful photographs like photographs that i don't even know how you would get such access and such angles to mm-hmm. such a private like so person. so high angles that are so high so high right. and it's almost like the <laughs> subject of the pictures knew exactly where the camera was not mm-hmm. posed but just like perfect composition like Jimmy's like, there's no way. He's been taking pictures of Superman and all of the other Metropolis people for so long. Like, he's done this so much. And he's like, how do you get such an intimate view into a hero while they're heroing? Like, he's he's mm-hmm. kind of thrown. And uh, he loses <gasps> to, <laughs> to Peter Whoa. Parker. Well, I mean, it wasn't going to last. <laughs> Yeah, he's. Yeah, I fucking he's, hate you guys. He'll always be nominated for a Pulitzer. He's never gonna he win one. Yeah. Peter Parker, but mm. he does, he doesn't feel bad. But oh, but man. Peter Parker is be okay. So he accepts his award, and then he's being interviewed. Like you know, they do sort of like the Oscars. They do like a little red carpet, inter- a yeah. little like behind the scenes, as interview. we all know. <laughs> this this weird this. world of the Pulitzers is very interesting. <laughs> yes, so it is. So and um and. Jimmy's there, but he's like kind of in the corner. He's kind of sad, but he's oh, also like, you know, the, he's like, I lost to the best competitor. And Peter Parker is like, you know, uh, thank you. I don't usually show up for events like this. That's not really my vibe. But um, it's the Pulitzer's. You got to show up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> it's the event of the say, century. Yeah. That's right. He says, you know, and I really appreciate this. And, and I am, of course, proud of, of this work. But, but I got to say, Jimmy's pictures really told a story from a human perspective in a way that I don't know that anyone has ever captured before. And so I just want to make sure that everyone checks out those photos. Like, yes, the Spider-Man photo, this photo of Spider-Man is what won me the Pulitzer, but I want you guys to really, really look at what the daily planner is doing. It's really so he's, pay- he's paying Jimmy it forward. Is fucking floored. Oh, okay. oh yeah. And Jimmy is floored. He yeah. has no, he's like, I can't believe this. <laughs> in fact, some of the cameras Turn away from oh, Peter wow. Parker to Whoa. Jimmy. What? Oh, yes. And he's like, oh my god. Wait, can one of the cameras do like a double take at Jimmy? Yes. He goes, what? 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 <laughs> and so then, and then Peter just like starts to walk away, and he like claps Jimmy on the shoulder, and it's like, enjoy your moment, bud, and walks away. Now, oh, I liked it up until Jimmy that part. That's condescending as shit. Well, he was it was a trick, Colin. Because as <gasps> he was patting him on the shoulder, he was slipping his hotel room key into <gasps> Jimmy Olsen's pocket. <laughs> oh! Colin's turned back around. <laughs> I love it again. And so they have a night of bliss in New York City and then they'll send each other photographs. But Whoa. uh Peter is very like Peter is very supportive of Jimmy's work and very like and every time Every time Jimmy tries to like compliment him or ask him like how do you get such good shots, uh, Peter's uh, defers, kind of like blows it off. Oh, he doesn't. Maybe he like turns around and is like, "But let's talk about your work." Wow. Yes. How'd you get that picture of? (laughs) How'd you get that picture that of Spider Man? (laughs) I mean, but honestly, after their night together, 
Jimmy knows, but he's going to keep secret because he's very good at keeping a secret. He's very good at keeping. Sure. I think. He, yeah. Yeah. Because when uh, when Peter comes, it blasts him to the wall with an immovable web. So that's so a- <laughs> he's, he, wait. So he's like splatted into the wall and it yeah. like face on the wall and like it looks like he's wearing a diaper, but it's <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I thought mine was kind of sweet. <laughs> it's very sweet, Ryan. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Kelly, you got- <laughs> Kelly, do you have a paper ship? Yeah, I do. I, so I, I thought of paper. I thought of books. Um, okay. And uh, one of my favorite ships, I think I have mentioned it before, but it is like an OTP of mine, so I will mention it. I don't know if I have actually. Yeah, I have, because I think I've screamed about this book. Uh, the Guinevere Deception mm-hmm. by Kirsten White. Uh, in this world, uh, magic, so it's like a, a retelling of Guinevere and Lancelot mm-hmm. and... Um, but wherein uh, Guinevere has uh, actual agency. Um, so this is in a world in which magic has been banned and um, King Arthur is the king of the court and Guinevere has been sent there to be his bride and she is not Guinevere. She says she's Guinevere, but she's not. And it's like a mystery of like who she is and blah, blah, blah. Um, And so in the story, it's like, it's a very YA thing that I really love of a love triangle mm-hmm. where like King Arthur. So Arthur represents, you know, like she describes his love or his attention as feeling like the sun. And he's kind of like um, he's very noble and like nothing, nothing will mean more to him than his people, kind of to the detriment of her relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So she's like, OK, like. I uh, and that's the thing that that Kirsten White is so good at doing, which is like writing all these characters with so many flaws and so many good things about them. So like his, you know, he he's like too good of a person where it's like she will never if it ever came to like her, the his people or her, he's going to choose his people. But she can't help but love him for caring so much about his people. Then on the other hand is Mordred, who is everywhere that that King Arthur is light, he is dark. He's like this mysterious, like, um, kind of like rakish guy. He, like, uh, they accidentally, like, touch hands and there's, like, literal sparks. And she's what? like, whoa, okay. Like, oh, I damn. feel like this general, like, warm, happy love when I think mm-hmm. of of King Arthur. But, like, when I, like, I have never felt anything like what I feel when I touch you. And he know he's he sees her she's able to do magic and he catches her doing magic and so she's like shit 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 i'm fucked i'm fucked because like king arthur has banned magic mm-hmm. and he's like that's like amazing like you are so powerful like you are so like so so like what the people of camelot are to king arthur she is to mordred so it's like very like you have like on the one hand this like kind of aloof but like very nice and wonderful guy and then you also have this guy who's like obsessed with with her mm-hmm. so of course i ship her and mordred because like yeah, he's scary and obsessive um but that, that that's my ship and i actually also really like i like the love triangle of them because also it's like i like that one isn't just evil you know like king arthur isn't evil for not for not putting her above his people so it's like I don't know. I really recommend reading the book. If you, I think the second book in the series is coming out in November. I want to say, Ooh. 
Um, but truly, really, really, really recommend this book, The, the Guinevere Deception. Yeah. Mordred and Guinevere, hot, 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 hot. Ooh. I, I ship them. Nice. Uh, Colin, do we have any questions from Twitter? Uh, we have an email from uh, a listener named Martha. Uh, if okay. if you would like to have your questions read and answered on the show, you could email us at shippledipshow at gmail.com or tweet at us at shippledips. Uh, so the questions. Uh, dear Same Day Shipping, long time, first time. I noticed you didn't have any questions from Twitter this week. Here are two of mine. Uh, this came in a little while ago, so it doesn't apply to this week or last week. But um, one... What are your favorite recent ships from media off the beaten path? Looking for characters with good chemistry to watch in lockdown. Ooh. Off the beaten um, oh, path. Oh, and then uh, Martha has a recommendation. Um, Kenzo and Sarah from Giri Haiji on Netflix, which I'm not familiar with that property, but uh, I would say I guess that's off the beaten path because I don't know. Uh, and then question number two is just simply OT3s, question mark. OT3? Does that mean like uh, thruples? Like thruples? Do you have any, yeah. yeah, like thruple, one true, uh. one, one true thruples. Okay. Um, off the beaten path, gosh, I'm trying to think like what I've been watching. I've been doing a lot of like returns to my fundamentals. Like I'm watching X-Files again yeah. right now because mm-hmm. it, yeah. you could only go so long without... Returning to X Files, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just watched uh, t- two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is um, uh, again, I'm doing a return as well, so I'm doing the Americans right now. I, I it's oh, very yeah. slow because I just watch it while I'm doing dishes. So, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> I mean them with anyone, and then I did. <laughs> I did admit this to Ryan. I will admit this here. I'm so excited. I think something's wrong, you guys. I think something's wrong. I think I can't believe you're about to admit this. I I think that Philip is especially hot when he's like wearing a janky wig and like overalls and he's like sneaking around and he's like up to no good. And he's patchy facial fake facial hair. I don't know why this is not news to me, whether or not you've told me this in confidence <laughs> off mic or you've said it on the show before, but I definitely <laughs> know this about you, Kelly. This is not news at all. It's I, okay. Something's wrong. <laughs> it truly is because like, I like that he's up to no good. And I like, mm. I like knowing in my heart that he's handsomer than what everyone else is seeing. Uh, huh. Wait, you like having yeah, I, that secret? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, oh, like, no. Oh, you think, like, honestly, you're charmed by him now? You don't even yeah. know how hot he really is. How hot he is for me. Yeah. 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 Like, I got you, girl. There's also a part, like, I think it might have even been in, okay, this is really fucked up. This is really uh-huh. fucked up. And I have not mentioned this part to Ryan either. But I think Uh-oh. it was, like, back in season one or two where he, so he's with his daughter um, at the uh, mall and like this guy hits on his daughter and he's like oh what the fuck mm-hmm. and then later we cut to that guy like cooking out in his backyard and he is wearing this okay uh, uh, <laughs> Philip is wearing the stringiest fucking wig he sneaks in he looks 
he looks like he's experienced an experimental life, let's just say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Comes in and just beats the shit out of this guy and like stabs his hand with the poker. And I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I do think that's one of the tensions of that show, right? The hotness. The hotness. And, and the violence. Even though, because the story, because the storyline is not hotness. No. In any like conventional way. And here's another thing that I will say about this show and about a lot of like espionage type shows mm-hmm. um, where like I felt this way with Homeland or like any of those kinds of shows where it's like a lot of like political intrigue and all that. Half the time, I do not know what they're supposed to be doing. I know that they have to meet a guy at yes. a place, but I don't know yes. what the goal is. <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't care because, like, they'll explain it in a second or, like, we'll be moving on to something else. And, like, this FBI agent needs to really just figure out his how much he's romancing this woman. But, like, it's – I'm like, okay, I know they have to get to the drop. I don't know what's going to happen there or what they're trying to do or what it, it – like, I know you, you that it's KGB versus U.S. and that's it. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what's happening, like ever. But I don't care. I don't think you're supposed to really know what's happening. I don't think it's that kind of show. Yeah, it's definitely dense. Like it, it takes me a very. I still have not finished the show one time through. Like it's taking me years because I like to take long breaks and then do little sprints of like, okay, got to get like eight episodes done and then <laughs> wait eight months. Yeah, I mean, I'm just right now at the part where. Um, uh, Carrie Russell like went over to Martha's house and was like, "Tell me about like my husband, basically." And I was like, "Man, this is sad." Mm. Anyway, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a pretty sad show. Um, off the beaten path recommendation for me, and I think there's paths that this is on the beaten path, but yeah, it's a little. There's a show on Netflix called The Society. Hmm. Um, It had one season. There's a second season coming up. It's essentially about uh, a bunch of high school students like go on a overnight out of town. And when they come back, their entire on they're on a bus, they come Mm -hmm. back on the bus. And when they come back, all the adults, there are no people left in the town. All the parents are gone. Scary. So they essentially have to like form a society. And of course, but it's very like uh, Lord of the Flies. You know. There's oh. guns. It's Lord of the Flies, but it's like they're at their homes. So they don't have so like the things they need. Yes, they need to come up with how to do it. But like shelter is not an issue because they all have houses. Um, So they can create a society that it looks a lot more like our own. But uh, some of their worst uh, instincts come to bear. But there's this really like adorable football player guy named Grizz um who falls in love with this kid named sam is very cute so there's a ship in it for you. there's other ships too but that's the best one is sam and grizz okay um but yeah the society i think you may not have seen it whereas the americans probably someone's recommended it to you before because it's good yeah yeah um, i think for me off off the beaten path and again just like ryan said this is certainly on some people's paths um but just this last week, um, in the latest issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, a ship that I have been uh, pulling for for a long time, oh, Raphael yeah. and Alopex, uh, actually kissed. So um, they are, I don't know if they're together necessarily, but they're at the very least acknowledging the fact that they have feelings for each other. And it's okay if a mutant turtle kisses a mutant fox. Um, so I'm, I was so happy and excited to see them like... 
these the uh the issues since 100 um so like they you know there was like a big build up to a story that had been going on for years and years and years um and then issues 101 through 105 are really just like a cool down and like the turtles get to grieve everything that they've lost and they feel all these feelings and it's so fucking good um i really 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 loved it Ah, oh, congratulations, Patrick. I know you've been waiting for that ship to set sail for a very long yeah. time. <laughs> and thank you. I will accept congratulations on that. <laughs> Any- uh, as far as off the... Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Go uh, no, go, go ahead, Carl. Oh, I was going to say, as far as off the beaten path, I like I said nothing really comes to mind, but depending on what your path is, you know, who knows. But I do have, like, uh, an OT3... It's it's friendship, it's companionship, it's uh, like cohorts and like partners in crime, like all that sort of thing. But then also, I'm gonna apply it because if any mix match of those three hooked up, I would not be upset about it at all. They're all gorgeous. Um, but my OT three, it would be uh, Faye, Jet, and Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. Like, they're just, you know, and, like, obviously they get on each other's nerves and they break up and get back together and it's very tumultuous, but it's always fun and there is, like, a lighthearted, ride-or-die kind of love uh, to everything they do. Hot, hot, hot. Does anyone else have an OT3? Oh, no. (laughs) All right. Hey, guys. Two relationships! Two relationships! Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.